0: Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Tallin. Hi, this is Al. Welcome to Retro Photo Film Podcast. I want to talk about a mountain man that I have been friends with for over 25 years. I met Leo at one of the first rendezvous that I attended way, way back when. And Leo is a bead dealer. He has been in the bead trade all of his life. He has bought, sold, traded some of the world's most incredible beads that you have ever seen. He still has in his possession thousands, probably millions of beads. This guy has so many beads. It takes a trailer to pack up all of his beads after he has gone to an event. Leo is the most friendliest, nicest, down to earth, honest people that you will ever meet. Now that doesn't mean that he's not a wild man. That man knows how to party. That man has had great parties all of his life. In fact, at the rendezvous that we would go to, and there would be quite a few in a year. He was always out going to these and selling, and these kids got raised at rendezvous, uh, for heaven's sakes, and rendezvous were about 10 days long. About the third or fourth night out, he would take and have this huge party. Everybody is invited, and lots of music, and he would take and supply a lot of the eats and the food. Everybody brought their own drinks. And... They would party most of the night. It was just, it was like the event to go to at Rendezvous every year. He does all kinds of crazy things at Rendezvous. One year, he decided to take, and everybody has cannon shoots because they all bring cannons. They do their cannon shoots and they see who can hit the targets and stuff like that. So what did Leo do? He brought a cannon and he he shot bowling balls. He had these huge, big bowling balls, the normal bowling balls, but these cannons he fit them into, and he'd been practicing for a long time. And he'd fire those things off, and you'd hear this <laughs> plunk. And it's like, you know, they go quite a ways, it's just like a regular cannon thing. But they didn't fire like a cannonball, and they didn't fire because they did that noise. And they had this great tournament with bowling balls. Somebody had to go back and retrieve all those bowling balls, and it was a long distance, because they shot a long ways. Anyway, the first time I met Leo, he was walking with a little cart, and he had this dog in his cart, and this dog had a coonskin cap on. Like, i got to have a photo of this. This is great. And so I stopped him and I said, can I take a picture of you and your dog? And he says, oh, yeah, no problem. So I have this photo of him and his dogs. He's kneeling down by the cart and his little dog sitting there with his paws up on the cart rail and his little coonskin cap on. It's one of my iconic shots. It was actually in my book back in the 1990s. Leo is a man of so many talents. Again, you know, he is the world's most foremost bead authority you can give him a bead and say what is this he can tell you where it was made how long ago it was made what kind of glass it was made out of he even knows sometimes the shops it was made of well this came off the floor from an italian bead making plant in such and such and i'm like wow it's so incredible he really knows his stuff now he's not just a bead man he has so many talents. He is a storyteller. Oh, he can tell the most craziest, coolest stories. A lot of them are real and true. So they are. You can't. You can't argue with true stories that are crazy. He also is a musician. He plays a squeeze box, that he plays many, many times while he's sitting there in his trade blanket with all the beads spread out before him, and he'll just sit there and entertain people as they're going by, bird out a little song once in a while. But most of the time, he's just playing these great tunes. But he's also an artist. He makes the most incredible sketches. I've told him time and time again, you've got to put this in a he sketches them on everything. He showed me so many sketches. Most of them are on paper bags because he's sitting there going, oh, I got an idea. And he'll pull out one of his bags and he sells his beads and puts his beads in. And he'll start sketching on it. And he'll have this really beautiful art piece on his paper bag. He does them on napkins at tables when he's having lunch. It's crazy. And cereal boxes. I've seen several of them where he's just taken the back of the cereal box and it's got Kellogg's on the front, and then on the back, that's his piece of art. It's like, wow. I mean, he just just didn't care. It's like, I just needed something to draw on, and this was the closest thing. So that's what he does. You're probably asking, what does he do with this art? He might sell a few of them, but most of them, he just gives them away. And he posts them on his Facebook page, and his Facebook page is Leo, H-A-K-O-L-E. And you'll see some of the most incredible art of Indian lure that he has done. But most of it's just because this is what he has to do. This is what comes out of him. And he'll say, oh, here, take this one. And he'll give it away. And he'll, I mean, it's a cereal box. And (laughs) you've got this piece, piece of art. My wife received one from him about four or five months ago. And it was on a huge paper bag. It was like a grocery bag. On the one side, it had the name of the grocery company. and the other side, it had the big piece of art that he drew just from my wife because it was her birthday. So he does these great things. He is a man of his own making, his own dreams, does what he thinks is important to him. But he always makes sure that he takes care of others. He is always mindful, gentle, and kind, and He's the most humble person. You walk up to him, and I've dealt with a lot of bead people, and a lot of them are, hey, don't touch the bead. That's pretty expensive. Hey, don't do that. He has this huge, big pot of beads. I mean, it's just huge. I mean, it's probably about two, three foot in diameter. It sits out there, and some of those beads range from $0.10 cents to $50 inside that thing. And little kids will come up and just playing in it and picking them out. Another guy will come up and say, I'd like to buy this bead. That was $25. And they're like, oh, well." Okay, put <laughs> it. most places put those things out there like they're 10-cent beads or they're dollar beads or something like that. <laughs> He's got them all inside there. The only person who knows those values is Leo. Leo really knows the values of all those beads. Now, I own quite a few of his beads myself because I have bought them, and also I have been given beads by him. The way he does that is he'll walk up to you and you're standing there looking at beads and doing stuff. And he'll walk up and say, I have something for you. And he'll place a bead in the palm of your hand. And then he'll close your hand around that bead. And he said, this bead belongs with you. This bead will give you goodness in your life. You and this bead are one. It just like the first time he did that to me, I was like, Holy smokes! This is absolutely incredible, and it's probably. I, I think one of the beads he gave me. I says, "Oh, I didn't want to ask him. Say, okay, what is this worth?" And I'm going, oh, "I don't want to take one of your, your expensive beads." And he says, ah, "Don't worry about the expense." He says, "It's probably worth a couple hundred bucks, but don't worry about it." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> i "I've got a bead in my little hand, a little palm bead, worth a couple hundred dollars." Put some of these beads on some beautiful necklaces that I wear on my rendezvous outfits. They're, they're incredible, and, and I'm proud to have them and to show people and say, yeah, this. People usually will come up and look at it and say, that's a really beautiful bead. I say, that was my friend Leo that gave it to me. Leo lives in Labarge, Wyoming, on a little ranch where he has some cattle, and it's just his place and his beads. It's a very simple life and a very beautiful life. He travels a lot. Now, you can see by the beard and, and the look that you're looking at the photograph of him. And he's actually playing the one that you're that I posted. I posted it actually on, on Friday, too, the 9th, for my Instagram account. But the one you're looking at is Leo playing his Melodian. And most of the time, you'll see him and he's got a dog around his neck or a dog next to him, and the dog's got his paws on the instrument, and I've got more shots of Leo and his dogs. We all who are dog lovers know that our dogs come and go throughout our lives, and in all of these 25 years, he's had a lot of little pups, and sometimes he has two or three of them around him that he takes with him, and they're usually little guys. Leo loves having photographs with him and his little dogs. So I always accommodate him. Every time I'm there, I see him. I bring out the dogs. And and I like to catch him when he is in his just, not a portrait, not like, okay, pose for me, hold the dog. Okay, get the dog looking this way. No, no, I don't do anything. I hang out at his bead place for sometimes an hour or two, just watching him interacting with the people and watching him work with the beads and it's so funny when you see a tourist at, at the Fort Bridger because there are tourists that get to come to this rendezvous and they'll come up and they'll pick up this beads and it's on kind of like a jute string. You know, it's not a not a regular piece of string. This is just, a, this is actually jute and it's like, and they'll pick it up and say, "Wow, this is a beautiful strand. How much is that?" At three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> you watch them; and they like sh- they, they shake their heads and like, going, holy smokes, what is this?" <laughs> because they're not expecting it. Everybody's looking at beads, going, "They go to a bead store and it's like, oh yeah, a strand of beads, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever." It's not, but that's not what Leo's beads are. And they're hanging out right out there in the open. People can wear like, "Wow, you could just pocket one of those." And I'm sure some of that has happened in his life. I'm sure he's had lots of beads stolen from him by people who just don't care about who he is or what he is and just run off with it. But rendezvous also, especially the ones where there are no tourists, they have a code and you don't steal from each other. That's one of the amazing things I love about going to Mountain Men Rendezvous is because they have these codes. There are people who will actually take and they put out their blanket. And it doesn't make it how big the blanket is. They'll put out their blanket and they'll put all their wares out it and say, oh, this is for sale. And then I'll put down some prices by it. And then a sign there it says, oh, I've gone to town for the day. Find something you like. Put the money in the pot. (laughs) It's like, what? And they put their money in the pot. And you walk by and there's 70 bucks sitting in this little bowl on there with a bunch of stuff gone. And that's just the way it is. I love that part about rendezvous. You can walk around the trade tents at rendezvous at nighttime throughout any part of the whole encampment and not have to worry about anybody. And your tents are always – I mean, you can break into a tent easy. You just take a knife and slice and walk in. And all, and all they do at nighttime is just button it up, throw up their ties. Even all the trades with all those thousands and thousands of million dollars worth of stuff in there, nobody bothers it. One of the other things I like about Leo is that he always has all of these ladies hanging around him. Everybody likes to come to Leo's tent or his trade blanket when he's there because everyone is fascinated with the beach. Everyone wants a newer bead, a nicer bead, a cool bead, a rare bead. They, they want that, and so, and Leo's got them. So, but he always has a lot of beautiful ladies hanging out with him. And when he has a huge show, he just recruits two or three of them to help sell all the beads for him and keep track of things, keep track that, that the beads aren't walking off somewhere or they're not spilling out on the ground and he's losing them. What this is called, in Leo's own words, is we are having shining times. We're living shining times. He uses that phrase a lot. You'll be talking to him, and he says, Oh, yeah, those were shining times. This is great. And this is shining times this weekend. I'm having a really good time. He meets so many people, and so many people love him. It is just incredible to be around this person. And you get to him, you're like, Wow, I want to spend more time with him. Wow, I want to be his friend. Wow, how could there be somebody like this still alive walking around this face of the earth who is just loving, caring, sharing, and not judging, not <laughs> looking at you going, okay, yeah, what do you want? I mean, I've been to some bead stores where you'd walk in and they don't, don't touch that, don't touch this. What do you want? Hurry up, buy something or get out. And it's like, not Leo little kids sit there and play in those things of beads. He doesn't care. So, I think that Leo is one of the great cornerstones in the whole rendezvous industry. Now, I can't say that every rendezvous that he goes to is a, they're all great rendezvous, but some of those rendezvous have had their uh, trouble times. Several times, Leo and his whole crew have been kicked out because they've been partying too much. But, Everybody loves to party. But this is a man that I think needs to be honored. And um, most people will... And if you go to rendezvous, you'll never meet him. You'll never know who he is. But I wanted you to know who he was and see the pictures of him that tell you who he is the moment that you look at the photos. That man has more character in his face than most people have in their whole body. He, it, it just His face and his beard and his presence just scream character and coolness and all kinds of great things for you. I am glad that I have Leo in my life, and I can honestly say I have loved the shining times that I have had with my good friend Leo, and I'm looking forward to a lot more. Thanks for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I love telling the stories. I hope you love listening to them. See you next time. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.